Sustainability Unwrapped, a conversational podcast about responsibility, ethics, inequalities, climate change, and other challenges of our times, where science needs practice to think about our world and how to make our society more sustainable one podcast at a time. Welcome everyone to this episode of Sustainability Unwrapped podcast and today we are going to talk about lean thinking in justice systems. My name is Isabel Stoche and I'm a doctoral student at Hanken in the subject of supply chain management and social responsibility. Access to justice is part of, of sustainable development goal number 16, which is about promoting peaceful and inclusive societies for sustainable development providing access to justice for all and building effective, accountable and inclusive institutions at all levels. Uh, Access to justice is also included in the rights uh, protected under the European Convention of Human Rights and the Charter of Fundamental Rights of the European Union. Lean thinking, on the other hand, is a philosophy stemming from manufacturing environments, especially the car manufacturer Toyota, but it has in the past decades been applied in all types of environments, including services and public sector environments. It is, all, it is about increasing value and removing waste, enabling flow through the processes or value streams and striving for continuous improvement. There is a saying that justice prolonged is justice denied, and as many European countries struggle with prolonged case handling in their justice systems, lean thinking seems to be a promising ideology for rethinking processes and practices for improvement. Lean thinking in justice is also a current topic in Finland, as the Ministry of Justice has appointed a statute drafting committee to evaluate how to make the criminal procedure more efficient with consideration of the principles of lean. I have with me today two guests to discuss this issue or this topic. So Assistant Professor Anna Lucia Martins from Ischte Business School in Lisbon, as well as Professor Matti Tolvanen at University of Eastern Finland. And I would now like to uh, ask you to introduce yourselves a bit to the audience. So maybe Anna could start. Thank you, Isabel. Um, good afternoon to all of you. Um, a brief introduction of myself. It's always difficult to talk about oneself. So what can I say? Uh, I'm a PhD in management, specialized in operations management. And uh, for many years now, I've dedicated part of my research focus to management of judicial systems, more specifically to the application of lean management to judicial processes. Uh, I'm also a teacher of operations management, specifically in the, the services area, but sometimes I also go to other areas. And uh, I also currently serve as the vice dean for teaching and innovation at Ischte Business School in Lisbon, Portugal. Yes, so Matti, please, can we? Yes, uh, I'm Matti Tolvanen, Professor of Criminal Law and Criminal Procedure in the University of Eastern Finland and have also been working as a prosecutor and a chief prosecutor and also been lecturing in, in, in Police Academy and in, in other universities. 
and specialized, especially in, in criminal law and criminal procedure law, and also in, in procedure in administrative courts, and have written a report to the Ministry of Justice of Finland of how the leading principles could be applied in, in criminal procedure. The idea of applying lean thinking in criminal procedure, it's, it's quite, quite a new idea in, in Finland, although it has been always the aim of the procedure to be as fast as, as, as possible. So always we have tried to avoid delays in, in, in proceedings, but maybe we, we have not su succeeded as well as we, we should have succeeded. So that's that's the reason why we are now reflecting how the lean principles could be could, could be applied in criminal proceedings. So that the proceedings could be more effective compared to the history of, of criminal proceedings. Uh, yes, so uh, very, very good, Mati. You are bringing us already into the first uh, first question that I had in mind that we would discuss, namely how lean thinking matters in justice. Uh, and and as you said, it has has been for a long time kind of on the agenda to 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 make it uh, as fast as possible, but still um, uh, but still taking into consider consideration all the other things that need to be uh, need to be protected uh, during the procedure. But do you want to uh, reflect a bit more on, on how, how lean thinking matters in justice from your perspective as a professor in law? We have a provision also in the constitu Finnish constitution, according to which everyone has a right for trial, without undue delay and, and also in, in the Criminal Investigation Act. So the act which stipulates pre-investigation, there is chapter 3, section 11, according to which the criminal investigation shall be conducted without undue delay. So I think we have the legislation enough legislation to avoid avoid delays but the practice is somehow in, in practice it's, it's it's somehow otherwise because it, it seems that it, it's a matter of resources how to how to share the resources the best effective way but the reality is that there is never enough money, so, so we have changed our way of, of working. And we, we have some tools also in, in law necessary to investigate every case. 
the police has the right to, to waive investigation and, and also the prosecutor has right to waive investigation. But it, it's a, a little bit tricky way, way of handling the, this, this issue because in some police districts, the police waves may be 40% of all cases. So they are investigating just maybe 50 or 60% of, of all cases. And if, if you think about the person who has suffered some harm, by a crime, then it's 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 not fair for for him or her if, if the police does not investigate the case, and and that that's that's the problem now. It's it's a quite a big problem. I think it's 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 not not the problem only in in Finland, but 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 it's it's maybe problem also in, in, in other countries and as, as I see it, it's, it's the question, question is about knowledge, will and, and implementation. Maybe there is not enough knowledge about in the police, about the criminal law criminal procedure, we need professional, more professional training, common training for police, prosecutors and, and judges and also defense lawyers. And, and it's, that's the way we, we can gain more knowledge about how we could do our job more more effective and, and also there is a will I think I, I have introduced interviewed uh, had interviews with, with judges defense lawyers prosecutors and police and I think there is quite good will for more effective investigation but the implement, implementation it, it's 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 not so easy to to implement these clean principles in 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 the procedures because there is also the, the legal security. Everyone has a right for fair trial and and the calls they are a little bit opposite. If if we are it's the effective effectiveness and 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 fair trial may be there in a way controversial goals, but we have to get these goals together and, and, and I think that that's the way. And, uh, and also it's, it's, it's very important that the prosecution service is, is, is very active in, in, in criminal investigation so that the investigation is not proceeding step by step, but simultaneously, uh, so that the prosecutor and then the police they work together 
and, and also we need defense lawyers. We, we have take them also. We, we, we must have them involved also at the phase of pre-trial investigation. I, I think that's the way we could uh, make the criminal procedure more effective. So uh, and without, so that it's it's not necessary to abandon about of of the principle of fair trial. We, we can be effective, and and at the same time guarantee fair trial for for everyone. I think that's. We have changed our way of thinking, not not the law. The, the law is, I think, according to law, it, it's 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 possible to apply lean think, thinking in, in criminal procedure. But we we have to change our attitudes, how to how we should work, so that we we can gain a fair result without and do delays. That's my point of view. Thank you, Matti. So, uh, Anna, uh, as uh, you have your background in operations management, how do you see uh, how lean thinking matters in justice? Oh, thank you, Isabel. It's a very, very interesting question. Uh, it's even more interesting that the two of us, Matti and I today here, are looking at the same thing from different backgrounds. Uh, so my background in operations management makes me look into the justice system uh, from a different lens. Nonetheless, there are some topics that are in common with the view of uh, Professor uh, Tolvanen, which are very interesting. He mentioned uh, the lack of resources. And in fact, uh, it doesn't matter how much money we put into the system, there will always be scarcity of resources. Uh, what we need is to organize them and find a way to better use them. And by uh, making a better use of these resources, we can in fact allow uh, the system to move faster and go towards this fairness of providing uh, justice to, to society, not only to the parties involved, but to society uh, as an entirety. Um, Professor Tolvanen, his experience is more on the criminal perspective. My experience and of my research of uh, almost 20 years is more focused on the civil procedures. But it's very interesting to, uh, to hear two his sayings, as I can identify very similar uh, perspectives. The need to make um, uh, the cases flow fast in the procedures, uh, the need to have the resources involved, to make sure that uh, justice is served and um, we can find the best, the best case possible uh, for the population is that, and that in fact access to justice is, um, is assured for everyone. Yes, I agree with both of you. So uh, I think we have gone through at the same time, we have also uh, taken up how, what the benefits are of applying lean thinking in justice, that it can uh, reduce the, the, uh, the time that, it, that cases spend in, in the different processes, at least how, as we see it, it, there is this 
opportunity or possibility, uh, but still kind of, uh, but still processing or handling the cases in a profound way uh, and uh, use the resources better. But what do you see as the challenges of applying lean thinking in justice? And maybe here we can start with Anna's view on, on this. Oh, thank you, Isabel. In fact, um, let me just make the bridge here. It's a very interesting question also that you're asking. Uh, when we look at lean thinking, what we see, uh, we can see a set of tools, we, we can see um, principles that we use or can use to manage uh, resources. In fact, lean can bring a lot of benefits, but uh, along with these benefits, there are some challenges. On the perspective of the benefits, in fact, I, I totally agree with you when you mentioned uh, that it will take less time, but it will take less time because there are redundancies that can be uh, removed from the processes, that our uh, wastes can be removed from the processes. And by doing that, um, we need less money invested in the entire system to provide similar or even a better level of quality of justice. In fact, when we mention this perspective of more quality uh, of the service that is provided, this is my saying from the operations management, when we see that justice, or when we have justice that is produced closer to the time of the disruption of that problem, the conflict that emerged in society, obviously we will um, let these consequences not last as long in time as it would uh, in the past. So we are providing a better service to society. So overall, we are not only reducing the time, we are also increasing the quality of the service that is provided to society. And by doing this, we are not increasing the resources we need. We are actually using them better and eventually even use less uh, resources. But this is not uh, easy to implement or to perceive. And I also agree with you, Isabel, when you mentioned that there are challenges. In fact, I do see that there might be some challenges. We are all used of doing things the way we used to. Uh, it's very common uh, to find uh, similar systems in different countries or procedures that have the same um, overall doing. Persons are resistant to change, but it's not only persons, organizations also, because not only lean thinking, it will change the way we think about the processes and who the customers are. We also need to adjust how we do things, how we organize uh, the entire um, supply chain that will allow the service, the legal service to be provided. So I would point as the main uh, challenge to these dealings uh, is in fact overcome resistance uh, to change. So Mati, what, what do you see as the challenges of applying lean thinking in justice? Yes. Actually, I agree because as I previously said, Throw itself, it's it, it, it's enough to question the question is about how we implement the law, and first we should have consensus. What does the change mean 
how what I don't need for for the change and it's it's the question is about the concept of procedural procedural chain as I said everyone has to reflect his or her role in in this, this chain and 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 how it his or her work how it, it, it affects to the work of, of other in, in, in this chain. So the police has to reflect what is the point of view of the, the prosecution and, and, and also the prosecution has it, it has to think how, how the case is handled in 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 court so the cases have to be more profoundly prepared because before main hearing and, and that that's the way of we could avoid delays and and but it, it's as, as Anna said it's it's question is about the persons and, and, and organizations and, 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 the, and the resistance both on, on the person's side and, and organizations side and we have as I said we have to change our way of thinking what is the concept of procedural procedural chain and and, and what's 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 the, the how to how the roles of the police and and prosecution and and, and the courts and and defense lawyers affect in this chain as a whole? I think that that's my point of view. I certainly agree with you, and and uh, taking this kind of whole chain perspective is is uh, something I find uh, very interesting and also very interesting that that you. Mati has that, uh, as you have kind of a different background uh, than I do, which and I have been kind of thinking about supply chains uh, applied in the justice system. Um, so, but we can continue, and uh, of course now we have been talking about the uh, efficiency and effectiveness and, and delays and such, but. Uh, how do you say? How would you say that lean thinking relates to the sustain, uh, sustainable development goal of access to justice? And maybe I can ask Anna to 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 state your point of view on this. Thank you, Isabel. It's a very interesting question once again. Um, access to justice, if it's not assured. Uh, we will not have uh, equality. And when we talk about access to justice, we are talking about different things. It's not only about having persons being able to uh, access uh, court flow, resources that will uh, allow them to uh, solve some disputes. It's uh, also about uh, being able to a fair uh, trial, to fair set of proceedings and also making sure that uh, justice is served 
on time, then we can in fact uh, contribute to these uh, development uh, goals. You are focusing on these uh, goal number 16. I would mention these uh, as, the, as goal number 16. If it takes too long to produce uh, a result, it can be in terms of the legal aspect very well uh, produced, but in terms of society, justice delayed is, is in fact just it's not served because sometimes when it is uh, finally served, it's so late, it will, will no longer produce the desired results and the suffering of the parties involved uh, will be huge. So uh, lean can in fact contribute, uh, lean under the context of uh, the justice system, can in fact contribute to the sustainable uh, development goals by uh, increasing efficiency throughout the process so that the effectiveness of delivering justice is assured and this access to justice is in fact guaranteed to the overall population. Yes, and uh, Matti, I give the word to you as well. Yes, I don't have very much to, to add to what Anna said, but I think that the, the rule of fair trial, it contains also the principle of avoiding undue delays. So it, it's a legal rule. We have to, according to law, we, we have to avoid delays. So it's it's a it's a legal rule. That's that's my. I I think it and it's it's also according to law. It's it's a legal rule. I agree with the both of you. And as a legal rule, uh, it is something that the states, especially those who have. Um, signed the European Convention on Human Rights, they are, they have to, to make sure that the rights of, of, uh, uh, of the people are protected. Uh, but I would also want to add that uh, lean thinking, the traditional, or the traditional view on, on uh, the philosophy of lean thinking also actually emphasize that the, the that the definition of, of what is valuable, what is value, should uh, be done from the customer's point of view. Uh, and then if kind of uh, having this in mind, then when one can also kind of uh, include so many other aspects uh, of, of the legal system uh, and ensuring access to justice, like, for example, making the processes more understandable for the parties who are involved in a legal case, both, for example, in terms of uh, using their language in the process uh, and to also making clear the process steps and what the parties are expected to do so that actually the, the flow of the case through the system can uh, be made more smoother. So I think uh, there is so many different aspects that uh, the lean thinking could 
spring up uh, when applied in the justice system. So, but I think uh, we can uh, now also discuss a bit what the key takeaways are from from the discussion that we have had now today and uh, maybe the first point could uh, that could be stated or, or said here is that uh, despite of us of the three of us coming from different fields uh, which are uh, law and then operations and supply chain management when we are talking about we are this we are using a similar language and similar terms and we are we are in agreement in a way. <laughs> uh, but what, the, what what are the key takeaways that that you would want to add here? Maybe I could start, uh, Isabel, if you allow me. Well, I think that this uh, was a very fruitful uh, conversation or discussion, if you prefer. Uh, I would say that um, what we can take from here today is that lean can help justice. Uh, to be faster, to produce results faster, um, and by doing that, allowing also more uh, fairness and reduced uh, cost for the entire system. Um, in fact, lean can be perceived as a very um, positive uh, way of thinking that can be introduced in these systems, but the resistance to change need to be addressed and need to be addressed very seriously. It needs to have the engagement of the leaders of these organizations. Otherwise, it will never work. It will never actually produce results. It needs to have the engagement of these leaders. It needs to lead to the engagement at, of leaders at different levels order of the organization. But also, as you were mentioning, it uh, needs also to be spread to the different organizations that are almost like uh, satellites, but they're all together end up being part of, uh, of the system and support the production um, of justice. Uh, I do see that there is still a long journey to overcome, but well, every long journey needs to start with uh, some small steps and those steps are being taken. And Finland, in fact, from my perspective, when I'm Portuguese, I can uh, say that without um, without any problem. What I see is that in Finland, some steps are being made, solid steps, and the future can be, in fact, quite uh, quite bright. The overall is that, in fact, Link can improve the access to justice and provide more fairness, and in fact, provide also a strong contribution to the sustainable development goal. Yes, it's, it's relevant to adopt lean thinking, as I said, for efficiency and, and effectiveness. As Anna said, there is a long road ahead, but we have taken some steps and are taking more step by step. And uh, if I summarize it so that lean, it, it can contribute to something more general good in society and, and it provides a way how things actually are and it may, maybe it's a little bit different viewpoint than may be used uh, before but as I said in the in the beginning it has all based been an aim, a goal 
to be as fast as as possible in in, in proceedings and in in if if you keep that in mind, we are only chasing our way of thinking, and and that's the way we have to to proceed. I agree with you, and as uh, lean thinking, it is a way of thinking and it is a philosophy, but it also comes with a broad rain, range of different uh, tools and, and uh, ways of, of uh, implementing and, and seeing. So, so there, it, it has the benefit that there's such a, uh, a broad um, it has a broad application area and, and lots of there's lots of experience already available of how it can be uh, implemented and, and used in different settings. So so there I agree with you that I think that there is uh, it has there, there's lots of promise of. It is a promising uh, approach to to really make justice better uh, in in not only in Finland but in in other countries as well so with this I we have now uh, discussed lean thinking in the justice system and and uh, from from and it's both its benefits and, and challenges and how it relates to access to justice yes yeah, so thank you uh, both to the guests and also to all the listeners who uh, tuned into this podcast episode. Well, on my behalf, I would also like to thank um, Hanken for inviting me. Thank you so much. It was a pleasure to be here. Yes. Uh, for my part, I also say thank you. And it was really a pleasure to, to be with you and, and talk to, with you about this very, very interesting and, and important issue. Thank you.